Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Tonight Show, starring Pastor Paul. box, huh? Out of the box. It's all right. Well, let me tell you, let me start by saying this. We've been in a series now for several weeks, and we've called this series Harmony. And, uh, you know, our goal is this, is that we'd see that every one of us have a note to play, okay? Do you know that? You have a note to play. And one thing you need to know is this, too, that your note may be different than your neighbor's note. And it's really important that as we all make our noise for the Lord, our, our song for Him, that we never judge other people. You know, that we don't look at others and say, what are they doing? But let's keep our eyes on, on Him and what He's calling us to do. And, and know this, that church, church is a safe place. Do you hear me? Church is a safe place where you can try your note out. And as you do that, I'm telling you what, it builds confidence. And as you do that, it's like the body comes together. And when you go out and make your note in the world, you're not standing alone. But you've got strength behind you. Of course, you have God behind you. But you're not a lone ranger. You're tied in to a group of people, to the body of Christ. You know, our, our job, you know, as pastors here at Liberty is to help people find their note, to equip them to sing their note. Now, I'm not telling you you're going to sing today. You know, I'm not even a good singer, okay? But uh, whatever your note is, you know, our prayer is that you discover that note and that you'd be encouraged and that you'd step out. Now, i got to say this, too. As we do this series, I know that the devil is mean. Do you know that? I, I remember years ago... I was teaching on a Wednesday night in our church in Minneapolis. And I was teaching on healing. And, you know, I got done uh, teaching on healing that night, and I was encouraged myself. And I thought, praise God. Good job, Pastor. You know, sometimes you feel that way. And, you know, when you do, you treasure those moments. And, and I had one girl come up to me, or a lady that said, you know, she was uh, in the medical field, and she said, all day I'd been in a, a meeting and hearing all about sickness. And she said, I came in tonight, and it was like I had my brain washed. And I said, praise the Lord. And I'm feeling really good. And a couple days later, someone came up to me that was struggling with some sickness. And they, they confided with me that they got beat up by the devil because they felt guilty that they had sickness. How does that happen? It's because the devil is mean. The devil is mean. He'll try to take things that are meant to encourage, and he'll try to, he'll try to discourage you. How does he do that? Well, that's how he works. He's the master of deceit. He's the master at taking things that come out of your mouth and going, shh, and then they hit the person, and they go, bam. Well, we don't want any of that here. Maybe you're here, and you're hearing about the ministry of helps. Maybe you're hearing about people making their note, 
And, and, and maybe you're saying, well, I don't even know what my note is. I just feel like all, it's all I can do to come to church. Well, you know what? If that's where you're at, we, we're so glad you're here. You make a difference whether you realize it or not. There's some people that come and just their, their, the supply they bring into the room changes things. Okay? There's some people that come and, and I'll tell you what. Here's one. Here's a group that gets beat down a lot. It's people that pray. People that are in, 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 in called to pray. Their note is that they pray for others because it's so unnoticed. People would never know that they do that. But they come in sometimes and they see things and they'll just pray and they'll be, they'll be in faith. And it changes things, but in the natural they'll never know. They won't know until they get to glory some of the things that God did because of what they did on the earth. I heard a man, in fact it was John Wesley, that said this. It seems that God can do nothing on the earth until a man prays. Isn't that amazing? I thought God could do anything. Well, God's powerful. But the way he set it up is you and I make a difference. And what we do, the choices we make, they affect ourselves. They affect other people. They affect the giant scheme of things. So today, what we're going to do, again, this is different. I don't think anybody's visiting today. But if you were, I'll tell you this. You know, this isn't our normal mode at Liberty. But I like to do different sometimes. I love to see people's faces when we do something different. Like, you know, four people thought we had the roof cave in. I was one. I thought, oh, what happened? <laughs> in any case. So we're going we're gonna to do is we're going to have some different people share this morning. I'm going to take my seat. If I can figure out how to get to it. What I want to do is have some different people share this morning that they've been... They've been finding their note, they've been singing their note, and they've been making a difference. And uh, so the first person, let me, can I do one more thing before I have the first person come? I, I'm going to do something really strange, I'm going to read a scripture. <laughs> I don't think we'll put it up on the board, but, but here it is, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse, starting in verse 27, it just goes on, and most of you have probably heard this portion of scriptures. I did a series a while back where we kind of use this as a key uh, point of reference. And it's talking about the body of Christ and how there's diversity in the body. And not everybody's the same and that's okay. You know, wouldn't it be a bummer if all you were is a big hand? I mean, maybe it's cool for a minute, you know, going, hey, you could wave at parades and things. But how freaky would that be if that's all you were? You know, it takes different parts to make up a whole body. And so we don't judge each other. We encourage each other. We root for each other. And, and Paul talking here, he talks about how he has, God has put in the church apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, healings. And then he says this funny word. He calls it helps. Helps. He goes on, he says, administrations and varieties of tongues. And he goes on to, to give the, the argument that not everybody is going to be a prophet. Not everybody is going to be apostle. So in other words, he's saying just what we're saying this morning is we could be different, but we're all part of the same body. And he, he mentions this group of people called helps, which is, I think, in some way, all of us fall into this. All of us, in some way, have an expression in the ministry of helps. 
Maybe we don't live there all the time, but in some ways we come out and we sing this note together and it makes a beautiful sound in the body of Christ, okay? So join with me, if you will. I'm going to have someone come up in a minute and this young lady is, is a backbone in the ministry here at Liberty. And one thing about her is many things she does, they, they happen behind the scenes. And people don't even know that she's doing them, you know. But uh, God knows. A lot of times I know, Dana knows. But uh, sometimes it's just God. But if you would, join with me in welcoming Kelly Keller. Well, welcome, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad you're here. You know, you heard what I said introducing you. It's true, isn't it? There's yeah. things, there's things that God has called you to do that 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 nobody sees you doing. Yeah, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, I work on the media crew, and I also help out with our God Company, which is our young adults ministry. But today I'm here to talk about my role as the assistant to the director for LCU, which is Life Christian University. That's cool. How'd you get into that? Well, um, I was a student at Life Christian University for several years. And then about two years ago, uh, I was contacted by you to see if I would be willing to step into that role so you could actually take a step back. That's I think primarily something that you and Amber Buck was doing. Um, she is the director, and so I assist her. So tell me, what, what two things. What have been some of the joys and what have been some of the frustrations you've had serving in, in this capacity? Well, um, I'm going to start with the frustrations, because let's start with the bummer and then get to the good stuff. <laughs> um, so it's kind of frustrating, because it's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, and um, sometimes you have to keep your priority in check, because sometimes if you're thinking about what you're doing and thinking that you're doing it for you or doing it for a student, um, if they start getting ornery on you, then you really just don't want to do it. But you have to keep your priority in check and realize that why you're doing it is for God. Um, that's something that I have noticed that if I don't um, keep in mind that I'm doing the things that I do for Jesus because he did everything for me, then I get kind of stale and I get really cranky. Um, <laughs> But definitely one of the joys, um, LCU, their, their um, mission statement is to train one million ministers to impact one billion lives in one generation. Um, right now, they're at about 15,000 in over 100 countries um, in 20 years, which it takes four years to go to college, so like 15 years. Um, and I just love that because that makes me a part of a worldwide mission. What I'm doing here on Thursday nights affects the world. And I just love being able to, um, my favorite part is 
we actually have, a, the students are in a room where they have a glass window. <laughs> and so we get to watch them and we see them light up when they get, when they get something or <laughs> they're, they're a little nervous over there. They're like, she's watching us. <laughs> um, um, just being able to see, uh, see them lighting up when they actually get something and like talking about Jesus is just so good because I see these people then going out and um, affecting the world for Jesus. That's great. So, you know, what I'm hearing you is that you get your encouragement from God and, and that if people, people will let you down, but you keep your eyes on him and he builds you up. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. That's really good. Yeah. Some of the things that we do are not necessarily looked at as fun. Um, you know, giving up four hours of your week after you've been at work all day. That's not necessarily the first thing you want to do. Um, and I know I struggled a lot when I went from my role as a student to an administrator because I felt like I wasn't learning or growing. Um, but I just had to realize that what I was doing was important, and it was important because other people are being facilitated to that they can learn. Would you say you've grown since you've taken on this role? Absolutely, yes. Um, it's helped me personally just to keep in mind what I'm doing for what, like why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, it is a ministry, and it's a very important ministry, and... I might not be out on the street winning souls, but I'm helping people. I'm helping people become equipped so they can actually go out and do that. And I do that as well. That's great. That's great. Well, Kelly, thank you for coming, sharing with us today, and uh, let's give her a hand. And thanks for having me. Well, the next guest we have here is, is, is Mark Dunn, you know? Yeah. All right. And probably, if you've been coming to Liberty at all, Mark's, you know, face that you've seen, because, you know, he, he's, he's, he uh, greets, he ushers, you know, he's a force, you know, in the service, you know, on a weekly basis. But there's more to this man than meets the eye. And what I want him to do today is to tell us a little bit about some of the ministries, maybe how you started coming to Liberty and how you've gotten involved. And, and I want to go to is the ministry that you have outside of church here with the Gideons in the jail ministry. How's that? Can we start with that? Yeah, that'd be great. So tell us, how did you come to Liberty to begin with? Well, I um, actually uh, started working for Nestle in Eau Claire. And I, I lived a few miles out of town. And I was looking around for a church. And uh, uh, on a March day, I uh, uh, thought, oh, well, I'd try this church out. And uh, when I walked in the door, I just had this funny feeling. And I think it was the Holy Spirit. And uh, I've, I love coming to this church. I, I, I love the knowledge that the average person has about the Bible. And everyone's very loving here. And I really like that. Well, we love having you here, Mark. Um, you know, over the years, you've gotten involved in, in, in different areas, and I want to get to the, the, 
the ministry that you have now that's that's with the uh, the Gideons, you know, and and in, through the through the Gideons in the jail ministry. What do you feel about that? How does how does that make an impact in others' lives, and how does it make an impact in your life? Well, um, I uh, actually being in the jail ministry wasn't really my idea to begin with, and I uh, basically I was all I did to the Gideons in the beginning is just. Uh, go to meetings and contribute money. And some of the guys there told me that they needed some help at the uh, Dunn County Jail on Sunday nights. So um, I uh, reluctantly said, uh, okay, uh, I'm just being honest. And I, had a, I actually had a, a sort of a negative attitude about jails in general. I, uh, I, I had thought, uh, you know, um, why, do I, why would I wanna go to a smelly jail and actually talked to a bunch of stinkers who, uh, just, being, just being real. And, uh, you know, of course they didn't want to be there, you know, and I didn't figure they'd listen to nobody like me. So um, that, uh, that changed though. Um, after uh, going to a few services <clears throat> and uh, talking to the people, I saw a real need there and we we're making a real impact on uh, the men there. They have families, of course, outside of the jail and, um, and you know, they, most of them are married or have a girlfriend, and a lot of times they're in and out of jail also. And I thought, you know, if we can actually save these individuals with the help of the Holy Spirit, then we can make an impact not only in this person's life, but on his whole family. And it got me real excited. And I also noticed that uh, there was like a joy that would come within me uh, when I would go in there. And... Uh, I noticed that from others. You wouldn't think there'd be joy as far as going to a, a jail, but uh, uh, I, I think the Holy Spirit put that in me, and I also um, uh, look at it now as an honor and a privilege to talk to them about God. That's great. So, so when you um, walk out of the jail, you know, after ministering to the men there, that and you, it's men that you're ministering to. Yes. Um, what is it like when you walk out and get in your car? How do you feel? I feel great. Feel great? Yes. After giving out, there's like an encouragement, a strength that comes to you? Yes. That's yeah, so cool. I, I feel very joyful and happy, and I'm very energized. And I'm so geeked up that I have a hard time when I get home actually you know, calming down and, and so I can go to, to sleep that night. So. That's great. I was reading an LCU textbook. And, and uh, the author was, was Buddy Bell. I bet you know who Buddy Bell is. He, he's, he's a Ministry of Helps Extraordinaire. Okay. And I know you read the book. Yes, that's and right. And he tells a story about um, years ago, like 15, 20 years ago, he, he was ministering in Singapore. And he was ministering in this, this little church, 100, 150 people. And the pastor there, you know, was gracious to him and he said to the pastor, if you ever come to America, you've got a place to stay. And it was probably a month after he got home, he got a call from this pastor and said, hey, I'm coming. And so he thought, oh, no. He thought, what am I going to do? Well, he cleared out a bedroom, one of his kids. He, you know, cleared it out and, and put the guy in there. He says, we're going to treat him good. So he comes. He was seemingly, you could say, not a man of great importance. But he uh, put him in his daughter's bedroom and kept him for a week and, and did great things while he was there, took him, introduced him to ministers, and they all gave him tapes and books and things. He, 
took him horseback riding. The guy was a cowboy for a day. I mean, these people, they, they love being cowboys. I'm telling you, it's America. And, and um, so he goes back home, and then 15 years pass. And Buddy tells the story that, that uh, this gentleman in, invited him to come and preach in his church, which is now 13,000 people. And he flew him and his wife out there first class, put him in the Ritz, the, I don't know, Singapore Ritz, and just treated him like a king. And what he said is this, you never know who you're ministering to. I would guess that's true of you when you're in the jail. Those people are precious. Yeah, they are. They are. And I, I have a compelling need to do anything I can to help them while I'm there. That's yeah, so good. Well, we appreciate what you do, and we thank you for coming and sharing today. All right, well, this is Nick Zillman. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Nick's been a blessing here at the church for years, and we've, we've actually known you since you were a youth, and uh, it seems like yesterday. Yeah, that was like six years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> and so Nick is a faithful minister in the uh, ministry of media. And why don't we just start? Tell us how you ended up coming to Liberty. Well, I started out coming, I think it was uh, fall 2010, and actually that guy over there, Aaron Peterson, worked hard to get me to come here. And, uh, you know, praise God he did. And then, um, yeah, so that's how I started coming. That's good. See, you've, you've uh, bridged a, a gap that can be difficult for some, but you've gone from being in the youth group, doing fun things like going to Valley Fair, riding the wild thing and all that, which I still like to do. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's good. Remember when we went there that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Never forget it. And, and uh, you know, but you've gone from that to ministering in the church. How did you make a transition like that? Well, I think you first have to start coming to Sunday services, and then uh, and that didn't happen for about two years after I started coming to youth and um, consistently coming to Sunday services. And then I know I was reached out, I think, by Renee uh, for ushers, but then uh, Stephen recruited me to come over to media. So that's how I started in the media. That's great. Is it is it is it a different experience to come to church and be involved in a ministry like media? Than, than it is just coming to church? Yeah, I would definitely say so because it definitely, you know, kind of like you come, become committed to something and, you know, your heart definitely gets attached to the place and, and it just makes you, you know, love the building, love the people even more and happy to serve them in that regard. Now this guy, you see, he's in media and this would go for everybody in this department. Uh, it's, it's sometimes it's a little different than others in this that, you know, you're up there, you're, you're, you're putting things on this screen, mm -hmm. and any mistake, <laughs> any mistake you would ever make, not that you ever make any, but if you ever did, sure. <laughs> is evident for the whole church. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? Um, you know, I think you just gotta, I think the first thing you say is probably about 90% of the mistakes you make, you're the only one that's gonna notice them. Uh, you know, people are so either, you know, tuned into the message or tuned into worship that uh, they probably won't even catch it. 
but you know every single mistake that you make, but yeah. uh, that's kind of how I deal with it. That's, that's, that's great. I mean, that's, that's a, a terrific, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> well, Nick, we appreciate you coming. We appreciate all you do. And thanks for sharing with us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Praise the Lord. Well, if you don't know this, this is Micah Jacobson. Yeah? You know, this guy is, is involved in many facets of ministry. This is the kind of guy, I can call him up on a Thursday afternoon and say, hey, I need help, bam. If he's free, he's down here doing whatever, up on the roof, moving chairs, doing stuff. And, and um, he's, a, he's, he's done different things. He's, he's, been a, he's received the offering. You know, he does an excellent job of that. He's an usher, and he's faithful in that. He does a great job. And, and uh, the thing about this guy that I, I find, many things I find interesting, but I think it's evident to every one of us that he's called to something great but yet he puts himself wholeheartedly into whatever he's doing. All right, so with all that said, I want to just ask you, how did you end up coming to Liberty? Well, uh, my sister, she went to Rama, So she told me, I lived in Eau Claire at the time, she told me that there was a church in Menominee that had a Rama pastor. So I didn't come right away, but then when I moved to Menominee, I remembered that, so I looked it up and came here, and that was on May 19th, 2013. And, uh, Coming up on an anniversary here in a couple yeah. months. Yeah. Yep. That's good. So how has, you know, you, you came, I remember you coming, Micah, and, and um, you know, easing into everything. How has life changed, you know, uh, being involved to the capacity that you are now? Oh, quite a bit. I, uh, I mean, just just coming here has changed my life immensely. I mean, I came from a... I'm getting emotional. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you guys' uh, leading on what you would uh, say is your slogan experiencing and expressing the love of God because I mean I came from a very hard religious background and I mean I read a lot of Old Testament growing up just because I didn't really have any uh, openness in heart so I'd op I read the New Testament which is boring I read the new I read the Old Testament at least you get to you know hear about some battle where people got killed and I thought that was interesting back then <laughs> but uh you know, but also when you when you have like a, a hard heart or whatever, you read the Old Testament. It kind of it just uh, it gives you a, a bad idea of what who God really is. But since coming here and learning about how God loves me and how He demonstrated His love when He gave His Son on the cross, and not only that, but He also 
Like from the moment that Adam and Eve screwed up, he said, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change things. I'm going to send a redeemer. I'm going to send a seed. And then, he, and then he made sure that Noah made it through the flood. And then he made sure that, 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 uh, that Abraham had a son. And then he made sure that the Israelites were brought back from their captivity. And all he's, he's a relentless God. He's a, he has a relentless love. I mean, he didn't, he, he, for 5,000 years, he was relentless on making sure that we could be in relationship with him, that we could freely come to a relationship with him. So coming here has done a great deal in changing my life as far, I mean, you know, you, you, you open up your heart to God and things are going to change. That's great. I think, you know, I hear you share and I think of this story, I think we told it in church a couple weeks ago about Philip, you know, how that he was a, a faithful man full of the Holy Ghost and power. And he was, he was doing things like waiting on people in the church. But then the next time we read about Philip, he was in Samaria, and he's preaching a crusade. <laughs> and the whole town got saved. <laughs> it, it is a joy to see what God is doing in you. It's not just what he's done, what he's doing, and that he's faithful every step of the way. And the things you're doing now are not a waste. They're, they're, they're things that God is teaching you, molding you, and you're very effective right now. And uh, we're excited to see what the future's bringing to. Amen. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.